we need to see banks and credit unions, federally insured depository institutions, providing these types of loans in order to help clean energy go mainstream, in order to help more people afford to use clean energy products and services. What if your savings account could be put to use enabling clean energy investments from insulation to solar to electric vehicles? Starting this summer, it can. Blake Jones is the volunteer board chair of the newly launched Clean Energy Credit Union. The brainchild of Amica Solar, an installer cooperative, the Clean Energy Credit Union is an online-only financial institution dedicated to financing the clean energy future. It provides loans for home insulation, solar, electric vehicles, electric bikes, and more. And its nonprofit mission is to illustrate that money-saving clean energy investments should be at low-cost financing. I'm John Farrell, Director of the Energy Democracy Initiative at the Institute for Local Self-Reliance, and this is Local Energy Rules, a podcast sharing powerful stories about local renewable energy. Blake, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So, you know, I wanted to start off, uh, you know, Clean Energy Credit Union is an online-only financial institution. It offers uh, savings accounts, checking accounts, certificates of deposits. Um, it's, you know, these uh, deposits then are going to be leveraged to finance clean energy projects. What problem was the credit union trying to solve uh, in becoming a new lender for clean energy projects? A, a couple problems. Uh, one is that while there are some specialty lenders and specialty financiers who are out there providing loans for energy efficiency home improvements and putting solar panels on your roof, there aren't enough of them. And the ones that are out there tend to be venture capital backed, but they've got really, really high costs of capital. And as a result, their loan rates, their financing rates that they pass on to customers are very expensive too. Typically what you see in consumer financing is that the best loan terms come from banks and credit unions, entities that have federally insured deposits, because when they're essentially borrowing money from depositors, people who open savings accounts and checking accounts, uh, it's federally insured and they're, everyone knows what you can get in a savings account right now. It's, it's not very much. That allows the bank and the credit union to charge a markup for their operating expenses and administrative fees and things like that, but then turn around and provide a loan to someone else to buy a car or a house at really, really low interest rates. We need to see that in clean energy markets. We need to see banks and credit unions, federally insured depository institutions, providing these types of loans in order to help clean energy go mainstream, in order to help more people afford to use clean energy products and services. And so part of the goal of Clean Energy Credit Union is to show that that can be done and to set a positive example for other banks and credit unions that this is, these are markets that are worth paying attention to. They're a lot less risk than banks and credit unions think they are and that they're very fast-growing markets that are worthwhile for investing time and energy and resources to learn about those markets and to create specific loan products that meet the needs of those clean energy markets. So uh, another problem we're trying to solve is we, we want people to have a good place where they can save their money in savings accounts and checking accounts that's where the money will be used in alignment with their values. And right now, if you're a clean energy geek or an enviro geek uh, like me, wh wh where can you put your money where you're going to feel good about what's being done with it? So that, that's another exciting issue that we're trying to address with clean energy credit. And all the money that 
people deposit in clean energy creating will only be used to help somebody else pursue their clean energy project. So I was going to actually ask you about what it is that makes clean energy credit unions so unique. Uh, and I think you've covered a lot of it there in terms of both the value statement for people who are depositors, who are keeping their money there, that it's going to be used for clean energy benefits, but also that it really has a mission to lend to folks who want to make investments in clean energy, whether that's solar or electric vehicles. Um, are there other things about clean energy credit union that make it stand out from other traditional financial institutions? Yes. Uh, one is that it's online only. And there are other online only uh, banks and credit unions out there, but only a handful. And I, I guess you could say that each of the things that I mention by themselves aren't unique, but the combination of those things is what makes Clean Energy Credit Union unique. So there are other lenders that I mentioned that focus just on clean energy products, products and services, uh, but there's not one that's also a uh, federally insured depository institution that's a federally chartered credit union. There's not also one that is online only. And, and a lot of people ask, well, wh what does it mean to be online only? Uh, I, I think that this is where banking, retail banking is going in the 21st century. You're going to see less and less branches, retail branches, and you're going to see more and more people doing all of their banking, getting all their banking services through their smartphone or online. Once I learned how to take a picture of, of my check and deposit it with my smartphone, I then quickly learned that, well, there's no reason for me to have to, to run an extra errand each week to go and deposit a check. I can just do it with my smartphone. I can transfer money between my accounts just by going online or using my smartphone app. Uh, that, that allows not just convenience for customers, but it also saves a lot of money on overhead because brick and mortar branches cost a lot of money. Clean Energy Credit Union doesn't have any brick and mortar branches and all the savings from those overhead expenses that we're not, that we're not paying is going to be passed through to borrowers in the form of better loan rates so that it makes it easier for them to afford their clean energy project. So how is business so far? You've you know, got up and running this summer. You know, for example, are, are you already able to tally how many solar arrays you've supported? Yes, I don't know that number off the top of my head because it's growing very, very quickly. And we only just started making loans about three months ago. But we're getting multiple loan applications every day. That number is growing, and that is really exciting to see. So we, we are a startup. We are new. We just got our federal charter last September. And we are, we are ramping up as quickly as we can, adding new infrastructure, uh, hiring people. There's a big volunteer team uh, on which I'm, I'm one. And th the good news is we're off to the races in terms of building our infrastructure, trying to make more loans, and have more positive impact in pursuing our mission. It'll, it'll take us some more time to fully ramp up. As an example, our smartphone app is not ready yet. We're hoping it's going to be ready in August. Uh, another example is we don't yet offer checking accounts. We know that a lot of people want checking accounts. They want ATM cards. They want credit cards. We don't yet offer those, but we're hoping to offer those very, very soon. But we are making uh, clean energy loans, uh, particularly solar loans and electric vehicle loans, uh, as quickly as, as we possibly can. And and we're inundated right now with requests, which is fantastic. So we first learned about uh, Clean Energy Credit Union from when we spoke with Stephen Irvin of Amicus Solar for a podcast uh, conversation we did last year. They're a solar installer cooperative, so a bunch of solar installers kind of pool their resources to buy panels together to help drive down the price 
Um, does the credit union help borrowers find like-minded service providers or installers? Like, are you in a partnership with Amicus, for example? We are, yes. And while we won't recommend an individual solar company, we can recommend networks. And Amicus Solar Cooperative is a great example of that network. It's 50 solar installers uh, throughout North America. And we can say, hey, go and see if there's an Amicus uh, near you. We can also do the same thing. Uh, we're, we're, we're talking with a solar thermal, a solar domestic hot water uh, equipment manufacturer, and they've got a network of their dealers throughout the country. While we, while we may not be recommending a single one of those installers, we can recommend that network and someone can see if there's one of their dealers near them. Same thing with uh, ground source heat pumps, which are also called uh, geothermal systems. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in discussions with a manufacturer of, of that, of geothermal equipment. And when someone wants to get a ground source heat pump, we can recommend that they go to that network. Our preference is to work with other cooperatives and other like-minded networks. And we are, we are actively looking for those. Uh, right now we're talking with a lot of electric bike retailers because you, you may have seen electric bikes that are out on the market. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're fantastic. They're helping people to extend their commutes. They're helping people to ride bikes more often when they otherwise wouldn't. And we're excited to provide loans for electric bikes and we're getting a lot of requests for it now. So we are trying to seek values aligned, uh, like-minded uh, electric bike retailers that we could work with. Hey, thanks for listening to Local Energy Rules. If you've made it this far, you're obviously a fan and we could use your help for just two minutes. As you probably noticed, we don't have any corporate sponsors or ads for any of our podcasts. The reason is that our mission at ILSR is to reinvigorate democracy by decentralizing economic power. Instead, we rely on you, our listeners. Your donations not only underwrite this podcast, but also help us produce all of the research and resources that we make available on our website and all of the technical assistance we provide to grassroots groups. Every year, ILSR's small staff helps hundreds of communities challenge monopoly power directly and rebuild their local economies. So please take a minute to go to ILSR.org and click on the donate button. That's ILSR.org. And if making a donation isn't something you can do, please consider helping us in other ways. You can help other folks find this podcast by telling them about it or by giving it a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. The more ratings from listeners like you, the more folks can find this podcast and ILSR's other podcasts, Community Broadband Bits and Building Local Power. Thanks again for listening. Now, back to the program. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about how this is a credit union and not a bank. And you before gave a really good illustration of the difference between having a federally backed financial institution like a credit union provide capital for clean energy as opposed to venture capital backed because it can be much less expensive. Um, but what's the key difference between a credit union and a bank for folks who are kind of coming in at the ground level here and have probably heard of a credit union but don't understand what the difference is between that and a, and a bank, for example? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, and, and I did not know the difference between a credit union and a bank four years ago when we, when we embarked on this journey, uh, there, but there are some key differences. I'll start with the similarities. The, the federally insured credit unions, federally insured banks, they both have the federally insured deposits. With banks, it's the FDIC. With credit unions, it's, it's a different entity, but it's still the federal government that's insuring those, those deposits. They, they provide very similar, if not the same, financial services, retail banking services, you know, checking accounts and savings accounts and loans for, for lots of different things. Uh, so the, 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 those are the similarities. The differences, though, is that, that banks are, are for-profit entities. 
and their goal is to maximize profit for their stockholders. Credit unions are not-for-profit 501c1 organizations, and their goal is to serve their members, to, to provide the best possible services at the best possible prices for their members. They don't have stockholders to serve, they, they're, they're, so there's not a there's not a, a return that they have to pay to the stockholders on on their investments, and credit unions have volunteer board members. Like I'm one of one of seven board members, Clean Energy Credit Union. We're, we're all volunteers. We're not paid. You know, we're not there representing uh, our investment interests or stockholder interests. We're there representing the interests of the members and making sure that the credit union is pursuing its mission. So th- th- those are some of the the, the key differences between uh, credit union and banks. And that, that kind of adds to that combination of factors that I was mentioning earlier that makes Clean Energy Credit Union unique. When you, when you combine the, the benefits of being a not-for-profit financial services cooperative, um, that, that, that's another thing I forgot to mention, the difference between credit unions and banks. Credit unions are, are cooperatives. So each member has an ability to run for the board of directors. Each member gets one vote when it comes time to vote for the board of directors. It's, that, that's part of what makes it a cooperative. When, when you take those advantages and combine it with being an online-only uh, financial institution that's got federally insured deposits, that has a very uh, focused mission on clean energy, all of those combinations are, that combination of factors are what makes Clean Energy Credit Union unique and, and so exciting and uh, has an ability to, to make change. As I say these things, uh, we... I want to make a very important point. Clean Energy Credit Union does not want to be the only bank or credit union that's doing this kind of lending or that has uh, these types of attributes uh, 10 years from now. We would consider that a failure. Our goal is to get other credit unions to do what we're doing. Our goal is to get other banks to do what we're doing. And hopefully by setting a positive example and proving that it can be done and showing that the default rates are low and that these, these loans are of good quality, uh, things like that. Hopefully, other credit unions and banks will follow suit. So, you know, as a startup financial institution, you 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 got your charter just last fall. You've been open for business, doing loans for just a few months. Um, you know, what are your biggest challenges? For example, you referenced the fact that you don't offer checking accounts right now. Do you think that's going to be a limiting factor, or has that not been a problem so far? I think, on one hand, it hasn't been a problem because we have so many people who are excited to learn that clean energy credit union exists and they feel like its mission is aligned with theirs and they're excited to open savings accounts. Uh, on the other hand, we know that we're going to have to provide the full suite of retail banking services that all credit unions and banks provide in order to continue growing and in order to take clean energy credit union out of its startup phase and into the next chapter. So we're, we're, we're excited that, that supporters um, aren't, aren't held back by us not providing all of those products and services, but we know that we need to as quickly as we can. So we're hoping to have checking accounts and credit cards and ATM cards uh, next year. We're also hoping to do business banking because we don't just want to help people pursue their, their clean energy projects. We also want to help clean energy companies have a good source of their commercial, for their commercial banking needs, a good partner for that. So I'd say that's been our biggest challenge is just we need to get started somewhere uh, a thousand mile journey begins with the first few steps we're at the, we're at the very beginning 
and we our mantra that we keep telling ourselves is we have to learn to crawl before we can walk, and we have to learn to walk before we can run, and we have to learn to run before we can fly. And we're in the crawl phase right now. Uh, we're, we're chomping at the bit to, to get to the, the fly phase, but we've got to take things uh, one, one step at a time. So I'd say that's been, that's been our biggest challenge. Uh, another one is just getting the word out there. We don't have an enormous budget for advertising. We're not as well known as a Chase or a Capital One. And getting the word out there, particularly among folks whose, whose values will be aligned with clean energy gradient, will be excited, the, the enviro geeks and the clean energy geeks like us, uh, th- that's been another challenge is getting is getting the word out there. Well, I'm glad that you're here talking to me because that's part of my goal is to make sure that people understand there is something out there like a clean energy credit union uh, that is helping to provide this kind of financing tool uh, and also a place where you can park your money uh, to do good things. You know, speaking of uh, where folks can park their money and how it can be used, you know, you already provide loans for solar and electric vehicles and you mentioned electric bikes um, you know, what's next? Uh, for example, are you financing community solar projects? Are there other things that you're hoping to provide loans for that you don't already? Yes. And, and, and that's a fun one. Community solar gardens. Uh, hopefully your, your listeners are aware of what that is. It's, it's a very different way for individuals to, to benefit from solar energy and to invest in a, in a larger community solar garden, but, but get a, a share of the, of the solar electricity output. We're trying to figure out how we can provide loans to help people buy a share of it or buy a subscription or whatever the particular solar garden, uh, whatever they call it. Uh, that, that's an exciting one. Another one uh, is mortgages. Uh, in, in our crawl phase, uh, we, we're not yet providing mortgages because there's a lot of uh, legal regulatory compliance requirements that make mortgages a, a heavier lift. We're hoping to do that maybe in 2019 in our walk phase, but we're excited to provide mortgages that have that, are, that have the same clean energy theme. And so what that looks like to us is mortgages for net zero energy homes or mortgages for homes that are way more efficient than, than a standard home. And same with, with all the other loans we provide, we'll be able to be, our goal is to be the cheapest place where you can get a loan for a net zero energy home because we know that just like with putting solar panels on your roof or doing energy efficiency improvements or having an electric vehicle, your operating costs are going to be a lot less. Your utility bills are going to be a lot lower. And that can help uh, justify, hey, this is going to be a lower risk loan because they're going to have more of those, more of their expenses are going to be freed up to help service the debt, to help make the debt payments. And that can help us justify this is lower risk. And that's why it's going to be a better loan rate. So I'd say mortgages is is another one that we're excited about. And then I, I, I think I already mentioned the, the commercial lending, but we are hoping to be a good uh, commercial uh, banking partner for clean energy companies that do clean energy work or companies that are just doing their own clean energy projects, uh, just like just like uh, homeowners are, and we want to be able to provide loans for that. So over the long run, you know, you've talked about these phases, the crawling, walking, running, flying. You know, what does flying look like for Clean Energy Credit Union in terms of, you know, getting to the full level of service that you want to provide and, and fulfilling its mission? Yep, yeah, it, it would be where, right, right now, a lot of our members have a savings account with Clean Energy Credit Union and they've got their checking account and their credit card and maybe their mortgage uh, somewhere else. Uh, what we want to be able to do is be what's called a primary financial institution, whereby any product or service that you might want, you can find it at Clean Energy Credit Union. You don't have to go elsewhere. Nowadays, what you find is a lot of people have 
different accounts in different places. And that, that's what best suits, suits their needs. And that's okay. You know, someone doesn't need to do all of their, uh, get all of their retail banking services from Clean Energy Credit Union, but we want them to have the choice to be able to do so. A good example for why somebody might always still need to, to, to uh, potentially look elsewhere for, for some of these services is if, is if someone's got an electric vehicle and they've got solar panels on their roof, but they want to buy a pickup truck. If that pickup truck doesn't have a high enough fuel efficiency or it's not an electric vehicle, Clean Energy Credit Union, unfortunately, will not, will not be able to provide a loan for you. So you might want to get that loan through your Toyota dealership or from another bank or credit union. But we want people to, as much as possible to have the choice to get anything that they need from Clean Energy Credit Union. And then another thing that I mentioned is 10 years from now, we want to see a whole lot more banks and credit unions providing the same kinds of clean energy focused loans for their own customers. Clean Energy Credit Union, we're hoping to grow as quickly as we possibly can in the future. And we hope to be able to provide loans to, to everyone who asks uh, and, and not just another part of our vision in the future is not just folks who are credit worthy, but we also want to try to help lower to, to moderate income folks or folks who don't have as good of a credit score. We still want to help them be able to do energy efficiency improvements and get electric vehicles and solar too. Um, but in the future, we do want as many banks and credit unions to, to follow suit and to, and to replicate some of the things that we're doing uh, so that we can get all hands on deck because we need every bit of lending capacity that exists among all federally insured uh, depository institutions in the United States, all providing good loans for these so we can help more and more people afford to use clean energy products and services. I want to follow up on one thing that you mentioned there in terms of trying to help folks who are lower income or maybe have a poorer credit score. You know, this has been a huge barrier, uh, especially in terms of access to solar and a big part of the debate in the kind of energy community about how what is the most effective way to give low income folks access. You know, I have always been of the belief that uh, I, I don't want them to have to go through some sort of managed program that, you know, we should lend to folks who want to invest in clean energy. And, and I think you highlighted when you talked about the mortgages, a particularly important perspective that Clean Energy Credit Union can offer, which is, hey, if we help people finance stuff that is low cost or that lowers their energy costs, they have more cash available to make those payments. And I'm curious, is that the kind of perspective that you'll bring to lending for low-income folks? Are there other strategies that you're thinking of about how you'll help people get access to uh, finance clean energy uh, who don't have access through traditional financial institutions? Yep, you, you hit the nail on the head. So, so, so that's one of them. It's just bringing that, that full understanding of how clean energy products and services are different than when somebody's applying to get a loan to buy a TV or an RV or a boat or, or to do their kitchen remodel. The clean energy products and services inherently help to save money on your utility bills, or they help to save money on not not having to buy as much gasoline to, to, to run your car. And th there are very few financial institutions that are willing to take that into account when doing the underwriting on loans. So Clean Energy Credit Union wants to help lead the way in, in taking that into account and then building the data, the, the loan performance track record to show that say, Loans historically for normal vehicles, when someone's got a FICO score below 600, they tend to have this default rate. We want to show that, yeah, but when it's with electric vehicles, 
the default rate is is much lower. So if our listeners want to get a solar loan or if they want to learn more about Clean Energy Credit Union, how can they do that? They just go to our website. It's cleanenergycu.org. So Clean Energy CU stands for Credit Union, cleanenergycu.org. And for folks listening, we'll also have links to Clean Energy Credit Union uh, and more information and context uh, on our uh, show page for this podcast. Thank you so much for describing what Clean Energy Credit Union is about and helping people understand that there is some hope here for making clean energy cheaper uh, by focusing on the cost of finance. Thanks so much for having me. This is John Farrell, director of ILSR's Energy Democracy Initiative. I was speaking with Blake Jones, volunteer board chair, about the launch of the Clean Energy Credit Union to lower the financing costs of the clean energy revolution. For more on the birth of the Clean Energy Credit Union, listen to our podcast with Stephen Irvin from Amicus Solar in the summer of 2017. For more information about the benefits of low-cost financing, check out our Energy Self-Reliant States blog posts on financing and federal tax credits. And to learn more about why credit unions and local banks are better for the economy than giant banks, check out ILSR's Community Banking Initiative. While you're at our website, you can also find more than 50 past episodes of the Local Energy Rules podcast. Until next time, keep your energy local, and thanks for listening.